this week on Tea with Queen and Jay. Do you know what impeachment is? We're talking a lot about impeachment parties, impeachment celebrations. Do you know what it means to impeach a president? Also, content warning for the second half of this episode, we do talk about the film Queen and Slim. We are also talking a lot about trauma and that could be traumatic. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. We are total. <laughs> we are total. We are total. Ooh, guys, that is your shit. That's that is my shit, yo. <laughs> That's what they said. Shout out to Total. Shout out to Total, yo. Mm-hmm. I could have been in Total. Well, you clearly have it down pat. So like if that's what was required, I could say that. I don't I'm think you have those auntie shoulder moves, though. You're right. For the reunion tour. I don't. I'm doing it. Y'all can't see me, but I don't have, you know, I don't. It takes a certain skill and shoulder. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are, are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Do we stutter over our womanist? No. Okay, I wanted to make sure everybody heard it. I wasn't they sure know what the fuck it. this is. I was trying to do uh, my Snoop Dogg impression at the Source Awards, but I forgot everything else he said, so forget it. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I am good. I had an interesting week. I ran out of cocoa butter. And so that threw me. Are you me, okay? I honestly, it How threw things kind of out of whack. In this winter? Yeah. In this economy, it threw me out of whack. Wow. It threw me out of whack. I didn't have any. I was like down to like the very bottom, but like I do oil pulling, so I couldn't do that. Mm. I use it on my body. I couldn't do that. I had shea butter in the house, but mm-hmm. I can't, you can't, you can't do all do the same things. things. Yeah. No. You can't do all the same things. So yeah, it's a different consistency. Yeah. 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 So I bought a big, like 56 ounce tub of it. You so would. I feel back. I'm back. Cause I was like, this can't happen again. <laughs> I honestly was feeling out of whack. I was feeling out of sorts and, uh, that was one of the problems. I'm glad you got your coconut oil back. Yes. And your life. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So and I'm back on track. Okay. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Are you fully stocked up? Um, I don't use coconut oil, no, coconut oil as much as I used to. Okay. My body is like, this This shit ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I still use it for oil pulling. That's it. Okay. Like, my body be okay. like, anyway, my hair be like, what's this? Yeah. What's what kind of What kind of oil do you use on your hair? Um, Olive oil. My hair is more into um, olive oil than it is coconut oil. Um, and my skin just be like... <laughs> We okay. talk about me and she. Mm-hmm. So I don't think okay. really. I don't even do that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, if you like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast. you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We like when you use it on all the social media, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, all of that shit. We love it. We retweet that shit. We like that shit. And then you can find other people who listen to T with Queen and J on that hashtag. The other hashtag we would like for you to use is Podin, and that is a now listen hashtag. And that lets people who've never heard of T with Queen and J but want a hashtag know about this podcast. That's right. This this is a spot of tea episode. Every other week we do a spot of tea episode and that is when we get on here, we talk our shit. We have an organized 
conversation about some good shit, right. but we don't put in all of the segment breaks and we don't necessarily do all of our awesome segments. It allows us to do an episode of the podcast every week mm-hmm. because we are a team of motherfucking two, two with a little bit of editorial support on occasion. Yeah. Let's get into some libations. Queen, can you tell the folks what our libation segment is all about? Yeah. So libations is where we pour some for the homies, the ancestors, everything that gives us black ass joy the people places and things that give us black ass joy libations goes to them jay yeah what are your libations all right so my libations this week um i have a few libations so actually my first libations i want to give we were on for harriet on their youtube channel yeah and so i wanted to pour libations for kimberly foster for having us on the show thank you so much we had a conversation about black hair Mm -hmm. and black hair joy and black hair trauma um and we talked about the ins and outs of that shit we love talking about hair you do so if you all want to have us you know talk about hair with you <laughs> that's one of the things that we've been talking about for those of you who are just tuning in we have a rotating segment on the show called moment in black hair where we talk about the highs and lows of, of black, black hair, hair throughout the world whether we want it or not it's political it is so that's be. that yeah so we had a dope conversation on for harriet so we'll put the link to that episode in the show notes thanks already to everyone who watched that on youtube and yeah yo mm-hmm. that is one of my libations so. i also wanted to pour libations for i'm watching astronomy club on netflix you watched it already right yeah, yeah. so i'm enjoying that for those who don't know astronomy club is a sketch comedy yeah. um that comedy troupe i think was like a it's like a pre-existing troupe yeah. who now has a netflix show mm-hmm. but it's fucking funny it's a it's a all-black troupe and they are hilarious. Do you find it funny? Um, do I find it funny? Yeah, I find it funny. Mm-hmm. I find it funny. There are pieces of it that you actually mentioned this, and I can see it. We talked about this yeah, off mic, but it, yeah, we talked about how a lot of the com- I didn't finish the whole thing. I don't think a lot of the comedy is um a little bit reactive yeah, to, to the white, white gaze yeah, exactly. which is a thing that exists in our world mm-hmm. so i don't think there's anything wrong with making fun of that but that is a thing yeah that's that the, exists. the common not the common but that is something i notice in a lot of the yeah one sketches. of right one of the threads is how black folks react to, to the white gaze and existing in a white world yeah where in black lady sketch show it's, it's not, not so consumed with the white that. gaze yep, it's exactly. like black folks amongst each other or just existing or just being so mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad or good or whatever. Just it's just a thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. a thing that exists in that world. But I do find I do find enough of it funny to say that it was like a delight to watch it. So check out Astronomy mm-hmm. Club on Netflix if you like comedy and shit. Watchmen on HBO just wrapped up their season finale. And I wanted to put it in my libations because I think it was a good show. It was. Yeah, I think it was so a good, good show. And I like shows where, like, you can watch a whole season and enjoy this as a complete story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like season one of Watchmen is a complete story. Yeah. I don't love it when people recommend shit to me and it's like, now I gotta fucking, I gotta wait to see what happens next season to really get my, That's get so, the bang out of this. Oh, okay, like those shows that have, like, weird build up. Yeah. Like and it's like, like, oh, you, it's not, it gets good at the third season. Right. Like, why so no, I want to finish. I want to, yeah. like, yeah, enjoy. Give me a story. Yeah. Give me a story. So yeah, so I really enjoyed 
Watchmen, and um, I thought there were a lot of good themes. But I'm bringing it up now because if you are somebody who's like, oh, I never got into that, and you are hesitant about starting, like, just know that if you start it, you will get like a complete story. Sorry, so yeah. I thought that that was really cool. So check out Watchmen on HBO. Some dick. There's dick on it. Yes. There's there's males on Yeah. Which we don't get. We don't we don't get that. We don't get that. We don't get that. So yeah. I enjoy that. Right. So towards the later episodes there is dick. So you have something to look forward to. It was okay. a big dick, so you have to add the dick. Oh. Yeah. All right. So check that out. <laughs> and then my final libation is to the homie Domingo who went on my Amazon um wish list and bought me a set of chairs. Domingo. Which what did I say? No, no I was like Domingo. You to me. Oh. I was doing it was a moment. Oh, got it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Domingo. I appreciate that. I ordered some chairs because I only have I have a couch and two chairs in this apartment. Mm-hmm. And if I want to have, if we want to have like guests come in here and like, you know, it would be nice if um they have somewhere to sit around the table. So I think like, we had uh, a guest here once and someone sat to sit on the box. <laughs> <laughs> that was back in the day. It wasn't a cardboard box. It was it's I like said a storage a box. box. I didn't say a cardboard right, box. Right. But I'm saying to the box. people. Cause I would picture a fucking, I would picture a cardboard box, but it was like a, it's like a storage box that can double as a chair, like an ottoman. But yes, that did happen in real life. So I would like at this stage, uh, being six years into the podcast, <laughs> maybe we graduate to chairs, chairs, you know, it's a slow grind, but here yeah. we are. We have enough chairs for everyone now. So <laughs> thank you, Domingo. I appreciate that. And I'm excited about my yeah. chairs. Queen, what are your libations? So I have a short and sweet libation. Over the weekend, my grandniece, yes, I'm a grand aunt, had a birthday party. Mm-hmm. And I want to libate parents who know to, as well as birthday cake, to also get cupcakes. Okay. Also, my reason, right? Mm-hmm, so you have a birthday cake, right? Okay. You put the candles in it. It doesn't matter that it's one child's birthday or the kids are going to blow on that cake, right? Mm. kids are gross there's spit on that cake mm-hmm. there is that is spit cake now okay i usually don't eat birthday cake at kids parties because that has become spit cake yes and i don't know all these kids at this party Facts. and kids have fucking germs mm-hmm. and shit like you literally was just like putting your hand in your pants and now you're right spitting on my cake mm-hmm. so there are parents now who have cupcakes as well and that is how I can eat my cake. Because mm. I like cake. I'm a sweet, too fast bitch Got and all it. that stuff. So they're not putting all their germs and spitting all over the cupcakes. They're doing that to that cake. So I can have a cupcake, enjoy myself. Good for you. You know. So yes. So libations to parents to who get that sheet cake and do that shit without fondant. Because yes. I know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. And then also get cupcakes so I can enjoy while I'm at this kid's party with no children. So why am I there? I'm just really there for moral support. I deserve a cupcake. You do. And yeah. So libations to those parents who think of me and I don't have to eat spit cake. I like that you deserve. Yeah. I okay. do. Nasty ass spit cake. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Cheers too. to you That's and your good. cupcakes. Can you tell our listeners how and why they should donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? Yes, I can. So, why you donate to Tea with Queen and Jay is to help sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. We got to keep this shit going. We want to keep the content coming. We, you know, need to sustain this. So, that is what these donations help us do. How you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay is by going to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. If you slide down on our homepage, there is where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option. And that is where you can put however much you want, however many times you want to come visit that to put money in a pot. 
No commitment there. That's that option. Our second option is our Patreon option. And that's where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. We're only asking for $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less. That is up to you. We're only asking for $2. You know, that's all we're asking for. Those are the two monetary ways that you could donate to TV with Queen and Jay. We also have links to both of those options in our show notes. So if you want a shortcut and you don't want to go to tvwithqueenandjay.com, even though you should because it's a popping ass site. You can just click those links that we have in the show notes for you if you want to donate, okay? Another way that you can donate that is not monetarily is by subscribing to this podcast. Wherever you listen to this podcast, subscribe, make it permanent, make sure we pop up in your feed every week. That is very helpful to the progression of this show. It is a donation. Another way that you can non-monetarily donate is by rating and reviewing this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you press a heart, you do a star, you leave a comment, you say these bitches is popping, all of that stuff. Five talk chicks, we love that. Do that. that wherever is, you're listening. Yep, wherever you're listening. And those posts where people are asking for podcasts, tag us in those posts. If you are a person who can write about this podcast, um, do that. If you're a person who was in a fucking, I don't know, meetup group where people talk about black feminism, blah, 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 tell them about this podcast. They might be interested in it. Another way that you can donate that I think is the like easiest way to donate is by just tell two people. Two. Just two people. We we got a thing for that number two. Two people. Just tell two people about this podcast. And um you can like like double the people that listen to this. And that is like an amazing ass thing to do. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. If you'd like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, email us at tea with Queen and Jay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hear us speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on this podcast, yes. or if you'd like us to do a live show or consult you or your team, send us your T-mail at tea with Queen and Jay at gmail.com. So we got some donation libations this week Mm -hmm. and our donation libations. We have new patrons. They go to, all right, I'm going to say this two ways. Don't make fun of me. So we got a new patron. I believe the name is joy. It's spelled J O I E, but I think I've also seen this pronounced as joie. Oh, I like that. That's what I've seen. Mm -hmm. I think. Okay. But regardless of how it's pronounced, thank you so much. We appreciate you. you, yo. Mm -hmm. Also, Michelle is a new patron. Thank you so much, Michelle. Alicia or Alicia upped their pledge. Thank you so much. And Ashley upped their pledge. Thank you. We appreciate you. Julie is a new patron. And Julie says, love you all and your podcast. Thanks for sharing all you do with us. We appreciate your light and knowledge. Thank you so much, Julie. Julie. We appreciate you. And that name is triggering. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I have an ex named Julie. We can move along. (laughs) 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 and a few people hit us on the paypal this week thank you so much we can buy snacks Mm. this is super important we got paypal donations from rachel thank you so much and janice thank you so much janice i'm like it looks like your name what's what's happening sorry i was still thinking about rachel i was like is it rachel is it raquel is it um so i get i really be trying to make sure that i get y'all's names right so Thank you so much. Janice actually says happy holidays and thank you for all of your hard work. Always listening and always grateful, Janice. Thanks, Janice. Thank you so much. We, we appreciate, appreciate all of you. Guap. We do appreciate your guap, your guac, 
and all of that shit, yo. Mm. Thank you so much. In terms of events, it is the motherfucking holidays. Kwanzaa is a huge motherfucking event. We look forward to that shit every year. I had to tell someone recently that we do not have Kwanzaa songs. No, we don't. No. Isn't there one for kids that I heard on YouTube? Who made that up? Right, they, we don't. They know. made it up to appease the holiday season. There's no Kwanzaa oh, fucking songs. Yeah, people think because it's this time of the year, it has to be like. <laughs> no, okay. Kwanzaa is a cultural holiday. It is uh-huh. not a religious holiday. You do not have to have those songs and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I we think, can, but I think right, people right, do right. to appease. Oh, to make it like yeah, Christmassy, yeah. to make it. I feel like, you. No, leave it the fuck alone. All right. Well, there are none that I know of. We both celebrate Kwanzaa and we enjoy that shit. Um, we're not having a Kwanzaa event. I just wanted to say Kwanzaa was coming and we're fucking excited. We are taking off for New Year's week. Mm -hmm. Just so that you know, I don't like to surprise you niggas and like just not have an episode. So we are doing this week's episode, next week's episode, episode, and then we're taking off for New Year's week. Just so that you know. And we also will be celebrating the Kwanzaa. If you want to send us, if you want to send us Kwanzaa donations oh i'm loving that you can do that mm-hmm. as well yes. it could just be like your regular donation to the podcast and, and you could just say like happy kwanzaa, kwanzaa. and it'll be like oh snap it's a kwanzaa donation oh shit you know what i'm saying and it's like seven days of kwanzaa so you could send us seven days worth of donations if you want seven days worth of snacks self-determination you could do it same all right so that is that. Are you ready to get into the motherfucking show? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, right, Queen. Yeah. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking chai tea. Jay, yes. what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm also drinking chai, and um, it's you keeping me chill. What to say? You, you don't sound happy about it. You're just like, ooh, chai. That's you know that's, what? That's chai thing. is my shit. I read something though recently. I was reading about tea. Oh my God, are we like fucking marginalizing somebody because we drink chai tea? Probably, but that's, well, not chai. I, that's not where I was going. You say chai tea, you say tea tea. Tea right, right. Probably, that's not where I was going. Okay. But I was reading about tea and they said like that warmth. Okay, I don't want to scare anyone. All right, so I was just, this is just some shit I was reading. I had never read this before. The White Supremacist Science Journal. Right, exactly. So just don't, <laughs> don't quote me. I'm just saying why I paused in that moment. This is not to tell all you guys to scare you or whatever. But I was reading something and they were talking about like how drinking, like having constant, like that heat on your throat can lead to like throat cancer or some shit like that. But of course, in lesser numbers or they see it in lesser rates than they do like, you know, from smoking and shit like that or whatever. Anyway, that. Do you know how many Caribbean people you just upset that listen to this fucking shit? I do. I am familiar with the diaspora and I love for tea. But um, anyway, I'm not saying that's Dr. a fact. Right. I can't even tell you where I got that from. I was just deep I diving stand on the internet. I by you, friend. I'm I just cannot. saying that's why I paused. Today. And that's why I didn't have a whole lot of excitement about what? drinking my chai because it was in my head. It was in my head. What? It was in do my head. Do you know, do they know the amount of car- carcinogens mm-hmm. that are just like around know. every fucking where? I don't and they're going to tie a fucking reading. hot drink that people have been drinking for centuries. The other thing I thought was interesting. Centuries to cancer? Yeah, that was weird because the they didn't talk about coffee in the article. The fuck? That was weird. I feel like that was a part of the coffee agenda. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and apologize for repeating right, that. I'm going to head out. I'm just, I'm just saying it was in my head. Oh, it was in my head. What are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns, Jay? 
she, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? So I am affirming as always, all day, every day. I look in the mirror and I affirm that I am a bad bitch. Okay. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. 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 Oh, that was a good song. Why mm-hmm. is he such an abusive person? Mm-hmm. My body and mind are healthy and that I will always and forever stunt on these hoes. All right. I, like that. I have no other option. None. Um, I also affirm that I will find a healthy sex buddy that will add to my sexual pleasure. And I affirm that my 2020 will be fruitful and abundant. I want all the abundance. All the abundance that could be abundant. Yes. I want. Okay. What do you affirm for you, Jay? I affirm. I affirm a life full of abundance, health, wealth, and financial stability. I affirm sensuality and baddiness. I affirm that I am not a lady. I'm enough. My apartment is paid for. Rent is paid. I'm self-employed. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I don't underquote or undersell myself. I get my rate and I affirm a brand new MacBook Pro with all the toppings. (laughs) And I affirm that I am healthy. That's what I affirm for myself. Yes, 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 yes. So we were talking. Yeah, we were. And um, you said that you feel like... Niggas don't understand impeachment. Yeah. And by niggas, I mean the collective global nigga. Yeah. And including myself. Mm-hmm. Like, so I know, like, the basics. But mm-hmm. then as I was like... Global as stuff, in not just black people. Oh, no. Nobody knows. Everyone's oh. fucking throwing impeachment parties and, yeah. oh, yes, impeach, impeach, impeach. And um, that doesn't mean a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go through what that process is, the history of impeachment and all of that shit in this country. So right. you can understand that the probability of what y'all are partying for is really, 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 really low. It is. In case you all are listening in from another country and have been blessed with not being inundated with U.S. news, <laughs> we are hoping, we meaning people who are not uh, MAGA, people who are not in favor of our current president, yeah. we are hoping to impeach President Trump. We are actually hoping for him to not be the president. That's our And hope. that's the difference. Right. That's different from yes, that. Yes, yes. But yes, you'll get into the details of that. Yeah. But that is why a, a step in that for a lot of people is his... They think that's what it is. Hopeful. His impeachment. Yeah. Right. So, like Jay said, most of us don't know what the fuck this is, why, what this process is, what the history behind it or any of that. Mm-hmm. So, I just figured we go through the impeachment basics. I'm just calling this impeachment for basics. Because we basics and we don't know. And they make sure that we don't know this information for a reason. They don't, when they teach you about government in school, they don't talk about this portion of government and how Mm -hmm. we can like, I guess, correct government or how we can make people lose their jobs. Like how we can fire officials and governments that we chose to be in governments. They don't talk about this piece. Um, And a lot of reasons why they don't talk about it is that the people who created the constitution intentionally made it very hard to impeach presidents. That it wasn't mm-hmm. something that they wanted to be common. It wasn't something that they thought would even should happen. Yeah. Like once you've decided who the president is, that's who it is. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've never really removed a president from office outside of murdering them. Right. You know, mm-hmm. 
Abraham Lincoln and JFK. Okay. That's, that's, and I, I'm not going to go into my conspiracy shit, but that is okay. the only way we've seen presidents be removed from their office is mm-hmm. to be murdered and assassinated. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then in the history of impeachment proceedings, only two presidents have been impeached. So first I'm going to say what the definition of impeachment is. So an impeachment is when a federal official commits a crime or otherwise acts improperly and we charge them with a crime. So that's all impeachment is, is that we're saying we're charging with a crime. Is this a charge? Mm-hmm. It's easy to get a charge. We've seen um, in a scale of like for you understanding and knowing or seeing these things happen, you've seen a police charged with the murder of a person. We've seen um, Zimmerman charged with mm-hmm. whatever, but we know that that does not convict and that right. does not mean that the court is acknowledging that a wrongdoing happened. Mm-hmm. It's to convince, a conviction does that, not a charge. Right. So that's what an impeachment is. We're just charging this per- this motherfucker with a crime. We're not actually saying that they did it. We're not actually saying that you're going to be removed from office or any of those things. None of that is happening when you say impeach. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to... I just think that it's important that we understand that. So I, so we are not creating these false hopes. So we're not um, kind of pre-celebrating something that we don't really understand what's actually right. happening and what's going right. on. We're just, we just charge them with a crime. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I think is big because it really happens that someone's just charged with a crime. In the history of this country, like I said, only two presidents have been charged mm-hmm. with a crime. Right. When what they call impeachment. So that is like a thing that is something to be like, whoa, someone was impeached, but mm-hmm. it's not to the extent that everyone is kind of like, yes, you know, like it is a step, but it's not the be all and all. There's still other shit after mm-hmm. that. So since I said two presidents happened, I'll just tell you who they are. Um, Andrew Johnson, he was impeached in 1868. Um, and he was, came very close to being removed from office, mm-hmm. but wasn't, it was only like one vote that allowed him to stay. And he was, um, his charges were brought up because after the Civil War, people just didn't like the way he handled how they were going to go about the handling of enslaved, former enslaved folks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly probably because we murdered this motherfucker, because, Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. because we didn't want these other things to happen. And then here you come saying things that are slightly different, but still not what we want. Right. When it comes to how we deal with these black people mm-hmm. in this country, mm-hmm. so that was that's kind of what rooted or brought up his impeachment mm-hmm. things. And then the other time is Bill Clinton, which was in 1999, and that was because they his actual impeachment charge was for um, perjury. Mm-hmm. So that was because he lied about under oath about what happened with him and Monica Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. So that's what that charge mm-hmm. was for. I did not. Have sex with that woman? <laughs> Did not have sexual relations. Do you remember when you used to download illegal music and that Bill Clinton shit? You, you would think you got your song when you got it on like Napster or fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I got the song. And then you'll play it. And it was Bill Clinton. I did not have. That's funny. Vaguely. Va- I vaguely remember. I remember internet shenanigans. I remember thinking you that some shit was about to happen and it'd be something else. It will always be yeah. Bill Clinton. Like yeah. all the time. And maybe some other virus as well. Because mm-hmm. you're like downloading illegal music. But mm-hmm. I remember that shit. That shit was fucking annoying. Because you probably waited like 10 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes for mm-hmm. that four minute song mm-hmm. and then it's fucking Bill Clinton. That's funny. Motherfuckers. Oh, Napster. <laughs> <laughs> and LimeWire. Oh. oh, free music. Oh, gosh. Those are the days. Mm-hmm. So, 
like I said, they were charged, but mm-hmm. they were not removed from office, as you know, as we know. So I'm gonna go through the steps to actually remove a president from office. Something that's never been done. And this would be once they've been impeached. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it is quite a few steps because it's supposed to be something that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of designed that way. Right. And I th- I really think that's why they fucking murdered. <laughs> people yeah um so the first step to become impeached for them to actually bring the charge is the house of representatives has to vote that you're being impeached so that's mm-hmm. what happened recently is that the house of representatives was like we want to charge this person we voted that we're charging this person with a crime and it makes sense that this vote happened is because right now the house of representatives which is the the lower class of this branch mm-hmm. It's it's mostly Democrat. Okay. So, of course, this went through. When mm-hmm. it was for Clinton, the um, House was mostly Republican. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it went to that. Right. So, it mm-hmm. just kind of just makes sense. The numbers just make sense for it to go on that right. way. Right. So, that happened. So, that's the process that we're at right now. Mm-hmm. We uh, decided we're going to charge this person with a crime. So, there's that. So, then the next step is that he has to be on trial in front of the Senate. <laughs> that's the next step i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> he has to I go on trial i didn't realize that that was what was the next step um okay <laughs> what did you think i just that sounds like something that uh i i don't want to be i'm not like a negative nelly i'm not one for that's never gonna happen i'm not that type of bitch you know what i'm saying because we've seen crazier things happen you're drinking tea right now yeah, and it's so yeah. expressive i wish i could see it but um <sighs> yeah so the next step is that he goes on trial that in just, front of the senate that just seems like something that would never happen he goes on trial in front of this and it, it, this part has happened so mm-hmm. with bill clinton even with andrew dax andrew johnson and with bill clinton they did go on trial right the thing is that when they went on trial and we'll probably see this with the trump situation mm-hmm. is the way that politics works is that usually the house of representatives the president whatever the president party is so right now the president is republican you know how they always say midterms elections are the ways that we could sway and like kind of um, if the if the president is a Republican, mm-hmm. try to make the House Democrat, you yeah. know, like that type mm-hmm. of thing. The House is usually the opposite of whatever the president's party is, mm-hmm. but the Senate is usually what the president's party is. Mm-hmm. So the impeachment can go through because the opposite, the opposing side is voting for it to go through, mm-hmm. but it's going to go to Senate. And the Senate majority is republican right so even if they go on trial these are people who are already aligned with the republican party mm-hmm. so the probability of it going on trial and them convicting him right. of what we are impeaching him for is just not likely mm. i'm not going to say it won't happen mm-hmm. but it's the probability of it is very low right um and then so just to be more specific, three things have three things happen after the impeachment. Mm-hmm. So the senators are put under oath; they're all under oath. The chief duck, the chief justice, is the one who is the judge for the trial. So that's the chief of the um, Supreme Court. All oh, of the Supreme Court, okay. the chief justice of all of them. That's the mm-hmm. person who resides over this this court proceeding or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, the Senate 
as the jury, but two thirds of the majority vote within the Senate who were the jury mm-hmm. has to is required to convict. So oh, not okay. half, two thirds. Okay. Which is another probability that probably won't happen. Right. So like they make it mm-hmm. kind of impossible because when you think about people's political careers yeah. they are loyal to their party they're not loyal to upholding the constitution they're mm-hmm. not really loyal to upholding whatever democracy is they kind of their careers are loyal to their republican party mm-hmm. so if i'm a republican on sitting on a senate seat voting for this thing and i'm thinking about my career as yeah. a republican i'm probably going to vote with whatever doesn't take this republican or out of presidency. Mm-hmm. People are going to remember it. Right. Years down the line. Mm-hmm. Like there are people now who are in Senate now who were in Senate when we impeached President Clinton. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's... Yeah. And then one of those things, if you if you listen to the way that they describe politicians, when, when either when they're talking heads or when they're talking about yeah. an election or whatever, they always mm-hmm. describe them, whatever their party affiliation is, they always describe them as a lifelong Democrat, a, a lifelong, lifelong Republican, yes. a mm-hmm. lifelong independent. Like that that lifelong term, like there's uh, some social capital in yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And so it does hold weight when it's you career, kind of fall in line, basically, to like, right, to, to, to like, go outside of yes, that. Yeah. For lack of a better word. Right. Um, I don't mean to use suicide, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's yeah. like the probability of us. Unless you're a maverick, <laughs> <laughs> they like that shit too. But to be like to be a maverick, you got to be a part of like a fucking like a uh, political <laughs> dynasty, like the Kennedys were, who were lifelong Democrats yes. but still would you know speak their mind and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You got to be. We saw what happened to one of them. Right, right. You got to be a, a few of them. You got to yeah, be. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You have to have some sort of like dope military record. Like the homie who just passed away. He's not the homie, but I don't know why I use that language. I apologize. Whose man's is that? I'm sorry. Whose man's is that? Um, What's his name who just passed away? Who, McCain? Thank you. John McCain, who everybody, who they described as a maverick, but he had, he had a, his, the weight that he carried as a, uh, what is that? A prisoner of war. Yeah. Uh, as somebody who did military service, mm-hmm. as someone who, when he was doing his maverick shit, was like an older person, yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. in government. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be a certain type of person. You have to hold certain shit that motherfuckers, like, respect or mm-hmm. things that make you, quote unquote, untouchable in order yeah. to be able to separate like from just, your party. Exactly. You know? In that way. Yeah. Um. So that's for the most part, I don't think happening. Mm. I would love to be wrong. But just, you know, going off a probability, going on the history of this country, this country has been here for hundreds, um, a few hundred years, and we have only charged Mm -hmm. two presidents with wrongdoing, (laughs) you know? So we don't generally hold our, um, in quotations, leaders Mm -hmm. accountable. We don't. That's not something that we... That's not general practice. Right. That's not something that we just do as a nation any fucking way. Mm-hmm. Based on looking at all the list, looking at all of this and then looking at what happened with um, Andrew Johnson and with Bill Clinton. So when Bill Clinton was impeached, he didn't get convicted, mm-hmm. but that was also his last term. Right. So, okay, it doesn't do anything horrible mm-hmm. to your career. Andrew Johnson, that was his 
first term because he became president after the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And he instead he was a Democrat. They just did not. You know how they say this is who we're going to pick for the Democrat Mm -hmm. election. He was he he was old school Democrat, right? Yeah, this is when Democrats were Republicans. This is when it was when you know Republicans like you know when they try to be like doing the reverse, and it's like y'all still with some racist ass. Right. It was Mm -hmm. we get it. We I paid attention in school. I know the Democrats was not who we was fucking with (laughs) back then. Okay. Right. Right. So he was a Democrat, which back then was a Republican. Yeah. Their their politics flipped over the years. Exactly. Right. Okay. And. What happened with him is his term ended, but the Democrat Party did not elect him as the presidential um, right. candidate to run for, a second for, term. for the second yeah. term. So that, to me, is something that is more probable to happen. So he'll be impeached. Hopefully. Even, I, so that's, what I, that's the only glimmer of hope mm-hmm. that I have in this process when it comes to us not having to fuck with him for another term yeah. is that he is charged. When they when they're doing this trial, all of this other maybe other dirt is kicked up, mm-hmm. and then it would have to be a body, <laughs> like a white man's body that he murdered. That's what we have, like a beloved, <laughs> a beloved white man, yo, like a beloved Republican actor would have to show up dead on his property with his fingerprints <laughs> on his face, <laughs> and then. That might seal the deal. You're so fucking ridiculous. I'm just saying. But I guess I'm just saying because they're so ridiculous that I hope, I hope that it would be too absurd to see him impeached and then be allowed to run a second term. But the world that I feel like we're currently living in, unfortunately, is like planting the seeds and laying the groundwork for an impeached president running for a second term. Because something else that we talked about off mic, uh, we're friends, guys, so we talk off mic. But (laughs) something else that we've talked about before is that a part of the Trump presidency is to make a mockery of the presidency, is to, Mm -hmm. um, with Republicans goal a lot of them being no government less government less involvement and shit so that the rich can like run rampant and do their thing is to make a mockery of the office of the president and so if you can show that it doesn't really matter it's not that important we don't need it yes then the agenda of dismantling government as an important or effective system for for anything for service to the people Mm -hmm. is um they move forward in that agenda. Yeah, exactly that. So I, my hope is that the world that we live in is not so ridiculous that we would ha- have him have impeached that. and then see him be allowed to run for a second term in office. But mm-hmm. I feel I feel like that's the world I that we like live in right now. I feel like that's the world we live in. I'm hoping that there's not. Like when mm-hmm. I was looking for some kind of like, maybe this could be what happened is that... He's impeached. I really don't think he's going to be... He's not going to be convicted of anything. He's not... I don't think he's going to be removed from office from this impeachment. But hopefully it's on some like, yo, look at all this shit. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Republican Party is like, he makes us look too like wilding. Like, like, he makes us look too... They seem to be really happy with that. um, I don't know. Supposedly there's Republicans who are not for Trump. I have no idea. I haven't seen Um, them. I don't know Republicans like that, so I wouldn't see them. But I'm yeah. just saying that that's a consensus. When there's some Trump, I mean not Trump people, Republicans who like don't fuck with mm. Trump mm-hmm. because they're like constitutionalists or like all these other kind of weird yeah. things that still kill me. But you know what I mean. So maybe they'll just be like, oh, 
and won't have another candidate. That's all I could right. give y'all. I ain't want to, you know, do y'all dirty. Hmm. Um, but that's, yeah, this, you know, chill with the cookouts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chill with the impeachment party. Because um, for the most part, I think it's a false hope. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I just wanted to be real with y'all and let y'all know. Because yeah, y'all kept seeing it. And I knew, I remember with the, the Bill Clinton impeachment mm-hmm. as a kid. Um, and I think maybe I was learning about government then. So I was like, what is impeachment? And then that, that that's when I learned it was a charge. I didn't learn all this other stuff after right, that. Right, right. But I knew it was just a charge. So I, I did not that. learn those things. Oh. Right. I was, I did, honestly, it didn't register as a kid for me that he had actually been impeached. It registered for me that he might about to be impeached, but then it felt like nothing happened. So I was like, oh, I guess he wasn't impeached. He didn't, <laughs> he, I guess he didn't eat the peach. <laughs> He didn't eat it. <laughs> so uh, yeah. he's good. We're good. And Nobody's eating peaches. I think that's a lot peaches. of people's understanding is that right. impeachment means you like you not you off the job. Like you're yeah. not the president no more. And mm-hmm. that's just not what that means. So I just wanted to make it clear, you mm-hmm. know. It's like. So we, yeah. we, we are not in those. There's just so much false hopes that we get as like black folks mm. um, that I just like was like, you know, what? I gotta be real with y'all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all celebrating yeah. it ain't shit to celebrate yet um so yeah just had to let y'all know put y'all on that real well that's whack <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> thanks for this uh disappointing information look i had to let y'all know mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i told y'all the other way successful night let me drink let's take a break <laughs> money do you know what this year is what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women year. your money yes so give okay. black women your money hashtag pay black women okay, yo okay okay so, so how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week, week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, tvwithqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two. Can, two. You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. we will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the time all right mm-hmm. so a couple of episodes back we had a conversation about trauma porn yeah so we mentioned the film queen and slim we had not seen the film yet but we mentioned that people were calling it trauma porn and yeah. the, the conversation our conversation focused on what is trauma, trauma porn, porn where's the line what does that mean our comfort level with certain 
films that are labeled trauma, Uh traumatic, trauma porn, or Uh triggering. So we talked about that. We'll leave the link to that episode in the show notes that you can go back. Um, I had said that I was going to watch Queen and Slim, but I wanted to find a time where I could like mentally process it because I knew it was going to be in some way traumatic. Yeah. And I know you had said... No. No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) No. Okay, so you're not right. So you're not you're not. I'm not gonna see it. So for those of you who don't know, Queen and Slim is a film. The screenplay was written by Lena Waithe. The film was directed by Melina Matsukis, and um, she, for anyone who's unfamiliar, she directed uh, Beyonce's Lemonade, Mm -hmm. I think. And I'm wondering if she directed that Solange video. That video thing she had. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either, so I won't say that. But mm-hmm. the screenplay, right. The screenplay was written, written by Lena Waithe from an idea that was given to her by James Frey or Fry. I don't know how to say his name. I don't know which it is. It doesn't matter. Right. But he's a white man who supposedly she met and gave her this idea, this idea for a story about a black couple. Well, they're not a couple, but they go on a Tinder date and they end up being pulled over by police on their first meeting. Uh, the cop is killed in self-defense, and then they're on the run. So yeah. that is basically the story of Queen and Slim. Mm-hmm. And then, according to Lena Waithe, she took the seed of an idea and turned it into a feature-length film. Um, there was a huge media tour for this movie mm-hmm. before it officially came out. There were screenings all over the place. There were talks. It was a whole it was a lot. thing. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It was a lot. There were lot. uh there were black folks who saw the film early who were praising it like it was gonna be the The blessings blackest. come in. The blessings come in. Oh, the blessings come in. That's yeah, a, oh. that like it was gonna be the blackest <laughs> thing we ever saw. Like it was gonna be like a liberating and a love story and just something that we should all see. So I wasn't going to talk about this film because it's been out for a while and I talk about things that I love. If it's been out for a while, I'll mention it, maybe give it a libation or whatever. Mm -hmm. If it's something I didn't like to me, it's no need to To really talk talk about about it. it. Um, I saw it. I was disturbed by it. Not in a good way. I was just Mm -hmm. overall. I just want to ask, and it might be helpful for the listeners, Mm -hmm. like why did you decide to talk about it? So I wanted to talk about it because I was disturbed about I was d- disturbed by it in a way that I felt like feel like the film is harmful mm-hmm. to black folks. Okay, I feel like it's insulting okay. to black folks. Um, I feel like it is especially harmful to those who put their bodies on the front line in protest. Um, mm-hmm. In a lot of the uh, quote unquote Black Lives Matter protests, yeah. I feel like it is, I found it to be insulting to black people and bl- black youth in general, okay. especially youth who have been at the forefront of a lot of these protests and a lot of these movements mm-hmm. throughout history and yeah. in the present day. A lot yep. of a lot of organizing has come from young people, mm-hmm. some students and some not, not students, students who have taken the time to organize and in an effort to um promote the cause of black humanity yeah and i when i first left the theater i wasn't going to talk about it because yeah i was disturbed but i felt like 
there were enough people who had already talked about how much they didn't enjoy the film. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is that we live, we all live in like our own bubble, right? So we all live in our own bubble of the black people that we know and the black people who we choose to engage with and follow on social media, right? So you and I might be two people of a similar age, both on social media, living in a different place and of different experiences and have two totally different understandings of what is communal blackness. Like what's communal black thought, what's communal black ideas and shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. So on my internet, on my Twitter, on my social media, on the media that I consume, it was a mixture of, okay, it was a few people that liked it, but what was consuming my timeline mostly when the film came out was how problematic it was and um, how it's not what we thought it was going to be, how it's not, in fact, a love story, how it's trauma porn, how it's misleading. So I was like, okay, well, there's nothing really for me to add to this conversation Conversation. and dialogue because Mm -hmm. after I watched the movie and left, I was like, okay, so I'm I'm on the same page with that. What I've seen. Yeah, so this is, yeah, there's nothing for me to add to this story. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't like... um, I don't really like arguing. I know I know that um, on Twitter, on Facebook, oftentimes my view is, can be different from a lot of people. And I don't always enjoy, I don't need to do that yeah. there and have a discourse about it there or whatever. Um, but I did need to get that energy out. So in my Instagram story, I was like, oh, you know, so I saw Queen, Queen and Slim and I just put like a gif. Like, like a cringing like face. Awkward. Like a face yeah, like a few of those. Mm-hmm. And I honestly thought that was going to be done. People watch my stories, they click by and they act like they never, they never saw them. And that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. that's what that's what it is. We're yeah. social mediaing. You watch my stories. Great. I watch y'all. If you like mine, you give it a heart. If you don't like it, you give it a shock or whatever the yeah. fuck. And I got so much engagement. I got so many people saying, what? Really? You didn't like it? I loved it. Or you didn't like it? I, I've, you're the first person who I heard say they didn't like it. Like, that happened so much mm-hmm. that I was like, Wow. I am living in a different social media sphere. I'm living in a different black universe than these people who enjoyed and loved this movie. Like we are both consuming two different things. Thanks. Like the tweets that I'm seeing are not the tweets that they're seeing. The links that are being shared with me are not the links to stories and think pieces that are being shared with them. Mm-hmm. And so because I felt like what I saw was harmful and dangerous and, um, coming from and helping to spawn and nurture certain like harmful ideas. Yeah. I think that it's important to talk about that here Mm -hmm. because it's possible that folks who listen to this podcast or are listening for the first time have not heard that. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. So I kind of wanted to just like touch base with you all and just kind of check in with how we processed this film. Mm -hmm. Um, because I thought it was a problem. And what was most scary to me was all of the feedback about it not being a problem. And so I don't have a problem with like disagreeing about art. There's just, there's yeah. shit that I don't mm-hmm. like yeah. that mm-hmm. I just look at. I was like, oh, that's, that was, that's not for me. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. need that. There's other things that I watched that are like, not only is this not for me, but this is actually harmful to someone like me. So what was harmful about this? Um, okay. So. As we know, they're on this journey. Um, spoilers ahead. I'm, I'm, spoilers afoot. Spoilers afoot. We will be spoiling this film. So there is your spoiler warning. So they're on the run. Mm-hmm. They're on their first date. The cop who pulls them over is being 
uh, short with them, is not being clear. He pulls Slim out of the car for no reason. Slim All this thing. Slim is the guy. Slim is the guy. Okay. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. They get into an altercation because Queen gets out the car when she realizes that the situation has escalated. She's also a lawyer. Mm-hmm. She also had tried a really um, hard case that day and found out that her client is mm-hmm. now um, going to be put to death. Right. Oh, okay. So I'm sure that was a part of heavy. Yeah, heavy. it's heavy, and I'm sure that that's what lent to Damn, her getting out heavy. the car. Right. So it's out the gate. It started fucking heavy. Right. We're right into it, and so she gets out the car, and the cop shoots her in the leg, and then her and the Daniel. Fuck? Right. Her and Dan. Not her and Daniel. The cop and Daniel's Slim. character Slim end up in a scuffle for the gun because now it's like. He's, you shooting motherfuckers. You shooting we motherfuckers. Need to, we need to protect ourselves. Yeah. Right. So Slim gets the gun and ends up shooting the cop. So now they're they're on the run. It should have ended there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're on the run. They're on the run. A bunch of other things that I thought were like poor choices and ridiculous or whatever happen. So what's harmful though? Okay. So what is harmful to black people? As they're on the run, they have to stop because one of the cars that they acquire uh broke down mm-hmm. and so there's a black guy i like how you said acquire they stole that shit go ahead no they acquired it their uncle gave them this particular car oh okay right so that car was stolen though <laughs> well we don't know so um <laughs> wasn't the uncle a pimp he was a pimp but he may have bought that car with his pimp money you never know you never know libations to bokeem woodbine you know <laughs> that that is an actor. Yeah, okay. So black famous. Definitely. So the car breaks down. Mm-hmm. They get to a mechanic. The mechanic is black. Um, and up until this point, a lot of the black folks that they've run into have been supportive of them and, you know, not ratting on them and shit yeah. like that, right? So they run into this mechanic who wants to like charge them mad money to get the car fixed, yada yada yada. And he reveals that he knows who they are, but he doesn't agree with what they're doing. And so he's not going to rat them out, but he's going to charge them like all that they have to fix this car. Right. Because he feels like they're making it harder for black people by being on the run. They should have just been nice to the cop and um, then nobody would have got shot or hurt or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they're kind of hovering over him while the car is being fixed and they kill him i hope they do (laughs) no because it's not a fun movie right (laughs) so they are hovering this queen (laughs) okay so they're hovering over him and he's like yo like y'all getting on my nerves can you just go and come back he's like no you're, you're gonna take the car and take our money they're like he's like no i'm not gonna do that just you know get the hell out of here they don't trust him. They want something in exchange to make sure he doesn't steal the car. And he's like, all right, well, take take my son. Like, the, the teenage son, I know. Take my son! Right. So there's, there's a teenage son, uh, pre like early teen, like 12, 13, 14 tops, right? And he's like, you know, Junior, take them for a walk. Take these people for a walk. You know, come back in an hour, right? Mm, they're murderers. They are murderers even if it was for you know a good cause they're on the run and you just told them you don't like what the fuck they're doing Mm -hmm. and so you send your quote-unquote impressionable kid 
on a mm-hmm. walk with them, right? So during this walk, he he's clearly in awe of them. So when he's like, you know, take them for a walk, he's like, oh yeah, like he's excited about them. He um, is inspired by them because, of course, the subtext of police brutality and us all being in constant fear of being killed by yeah. police for no reason, mm-hmm. right? So he's inspired by them, but also during their conversation, he kind of makes it seem like if they were killed, it would be cool because then they would live forever and they would be immortal. The boy says the this? The boy is, is saying this okay. and implying that like even if y'all die, it's cool because like that would be dope. Um, to the sense where it sounds like he also doesn't feel like he has anything to live for and that, you know, once you die, it's immortal. Your life is martyrdom. Yes. Martyrdom. Yes. And there's value, up. right, and that there's value in that. So, uh, what's not clear to me, just like to pause in this scene, what's not, Queen makes it clear that, you know, she wants to live. Like, we want to live. We didn't kill that cop on purpose. Mm. Our goal is not to be martyrs. We want to live, right? But it's not clear to me in this scene, even though we know that black folks, um, that we live in with the constant possibility that we could be murdered at any second. We could be killed by police. It's not clear to me i don't think why this particular kid feels like he doesn't have anything to live for Mm -hmm. so that made me a little bit uncomfortable yeah but okay um so anyway they leave they they get the car back they go about their life you know the kid goes back to his life he takes a photograph of them the iconic photograph that we see kind of floating around it's the the photograph that's used in the um the billboard for them as well right so that becomes an important picture in the movie because there's this whole theme of legacy martyrdom image activism and shit like that Mm -hmm. right standing for something representing something symbolism all of that stuff so he goes on later on there's this protest scene so the protest scene to me looked like what a lot of protest scenes look like in movies about nothing in movies about nothing in Mm -hmm. shows about nothing that protest scene i don't know if y'all remember that protest scene in empire that was about releasing one of the uh, one of the lions was arrested for something and there was a whole protest scene or whatever you may have had stopped watching by that season but a lot of shows post ferguson depict these protest scenes and Mm -hmm. it's just like people yelling about nothing just misdirected anger. misdirected anger people like getting violent Mm-hmm. with officers yeah. unprovoked and shit which is not how it goes right and it it and just looks like they've never been to an actual protest. yes that most a That's lot of these yes like thank you a lot of these protest scenes in media look like whoever did this is doing this from a lens of people who are um unhappy with protests yeah. who don't like them who are afraid of yeah. seeing protests who don't understand Stand what's up. happening or why people are there yep. who don't understand why y'all making such a fuss or why y'all being so angry and that is the way that a lot and y'all have no direction there's no leader and so everything is, is chaos right yeah, it's like little um anarchy happening yes mm-hmm. yes and I felt like this protest scene is not clear why he he the kid explains like, oh, yeah, they're having a rally, you know, to, to celebrate y'all or or to protest like y'all on the run or something like that later. It's not clear what they're protesting because nobody really knows where Queen and Slim is. That doesn't so. even sound like a protest. 
Right. Like a that's that doesn't even sound like the building blocks right. of what a protest is and what a protest is for. Mm-hmm. Huh? It was confusing. That doesn't make sense. So the scene the scene is confusing. I'm confused. Right. I am also confused. As a protester, that makes no sense. Right. As someone who has done these things. Right. It makes no sense. It was well, very while being in the streets. It was very confusing. Yeah. Right? I understand. It was very confusing. Maybe it was a rally. Because I, I don't understand. It was confusing. Mm-hmm. It was confusing. And I felt like... I felt like if you wanted to inject a protest scene, like maybe you wanted to go out there and represent for Queen and Slim and uh, protest police brutality yeah, like that in general. Been a for that. Yeah, the way that it looked, it was really just, okay, this is just... Unruly people yes. in the street screaming right. with signs. Right, so that to me was the first thing that was like uncomfortable for me because Lena has been on this tour talking about how black this is. These are her words, how black this is, how she wanted to do something for people, how this thing had no white influence, even though it was spawned from a, uh, an idea. Oh, uh, it, from was, a white man. it was that that is right. White. Right. But that outside of that, it was just, it was just black, black, everything black. She viewed it for test audiences were all black. It was important that she only take feedback from black people, black, 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 black. Yeah, so right. This is my issue. I'm mm-hmm. just wanting to check real quick. And I think a lot of black people make this mistake is that we describe blackness, the existence of blackness as it being our, like blackness is not a reaction to white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Like that's not blackness. That's not black culture. So I see that a lot when people are like, oh, this is the blackest thing I've ever seen. And it's just like us kind of just reacting to what white supremacy is doing to us. That's it's not essentially like black existence. You know what, what, do you, I mean? what do you mean? So like, like I remember and as it relates to what we're talking about. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like I remember when we were talking about what's that show that I didn't like? Um that was on Netflix, that comic book show. You called me, nigga. <laughs> you know that show? Crispus X. <laughs> oh man. Um <laughs> the Lord has spared me from that memory <laughs> of that show that y'all like. I did not like that show. Luke Cage. Oh, okay, yes, Luke Oof. Cage. So I remember this is the first time I watched a show that everyone was like, black, 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 mm-hmm. black, 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 black. Because I'm black, y'all. Black, black, and I'm black, black y'all. And, and I'm black, like, black, I'm black, black this shit y'all. Cause black, black, black on black okay. on black. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch this shit because right. like everyone's saying this is black as hell, and I'm just, I'm think I'm gonna see all of this black me blackness mm-hmm. shit. And when I watched it, all I saw was kind of like just black people reacting to white supremacy or black people trying to counter white supremacy. Mm. So us like kind of being still appeasing white supremacy, but because we're like um, doing it in ways that I guess addiction is black or the mm. stuff like that is black, but you're still not just like existing outside of white supremacy. Yeah. It's and still people, respectability going it's on. It's still respectability. Yeah. You're still... You still associate whatever blackness is, it's still tied to whiteness. Mm. It's not something independent of that. Blackness mm-hmm. exists outside of that too. Right. For me, blackness always exists outside mm-hmm. of that. But for some reason, people kind of be like, oh, it's black as hell. And it's like, no, there's still so much wrapped around white, white so much whiteness is still centered yeah. in this story. Mm-hmm. That, like, no. So I, that's what, what I'm yeah. getting from yeah. it, this. It's it, people not understanding. 
for us and how we digest things that centering whiteness is not blackness. <laughs> right. It felt to me in the scene, it felt to me, yeah, just like what you said, like like no one involved in this had ever participated in a protest. Like not not like, oh, you got out of work and you saw people outside and so you joined them. But somebody who was actively like, okay, we're meeting at this spot at this time time. and we're going to be out and we're going to walk until we get tired and we're going to yell and we're going to like disrupt. Hear the chants. Yeah. Hear the things. It just felt like... generally do. Right. It felt like... um, It felt like an outsider's take on protests. Mm -hmm. So that made me uncomfortable. And that is something that I think for in a country where like black folks protest and black folks benefit from the protests of other black folks mm-hmm. it just felt really like insulting to demonstrate protest in this way and okay? also i want to add because mm-hmm. a lot of people have a misunderstanding of why protests exist like mm-hmm. protests spread awareness right protests are not going to like just solve whatever issue mm-hmm. you are talking about but protest is the catalyst for people knowing Imagine you walk into a protest. You're like, your first question is, why are these people out yes. here? And then you're going to know what the oh, fuck the conversation something's is. something's happening something's here. Something's right, Because my day has been disrupted. I didn't know this thing was yeah. happening. Yeah. And that is the, like, the purpose of a protest. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like they skipped over that too. It's just like people just outside kind of just being okay. rowdy and wild. And so here's the other. Not to spread awareness to something. Here's thing. the other piece of it. They mm-hmm. look like they are protesting in this really indescript location, mm-hmm. right? So if Queen and Slim are um, on the run, yeah, right, throughout the country, the cross country, on the run or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The location that you choose to protest, it's not like something happened in this, they weren't in the same town where the incident happened. Yeah. So like, it's not like you can go to that spot where the incident happened and where they first ended up on the run, right? So you're in your city and you're protesting. People generally choose to protest in areas that draw attention or that disrupt something or like, hey, we're going to stand in front of blah, 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 blah. They were standing in a street, but it really looked kind of like just a... It didn't look like it was anything going on on that particular street. street. You know what I'm saying? It didn't Mm -hmm. look like they were disrupting business. It didn't look like they had really stopped traffic. It just looked like we're here in this open space protesting. If I was organizer, I would be like so mad. All right. So it gets worse. So that that was my first like, oh, this is awkward. But, you know, whatever. So the kid is there. The kid is the, who had spent that hour with them mm-hmm. and it was clearly inspired by them and took that photograph of them. The kid said he was going to, so he's at the protest now. He has his camera, so we think maybe he's going to take pictures. So he's all hype and he walks to the front of the protest line, which is often where the cops have now have lined yep. up and they have their yeah. gear on and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So he's um, screaming at the cops and stuff. And then he, so he charges up there and he's like, come at me, come at me now. He is a teenager who I'm going to say is between the ages of 12 and... You said 14. 14, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is possible... This sounds stupid already. It is possible that a kid that age would be that person to be so... um To get so hype and have the energy to be that hype, to be the one to be yelling and challenging the cops and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So he charges up there. He's yelling at cops. Um, He ends up in a black cop's face. 
So it's a black cop. They're all in their SWAT gear. Oh, someone, one of the cops, they throw out um, pepper spray or gas or tear gas. Right. So the crowd disperses and that's when I think he charges back up there and is talking to yelling at the black cop. So the black cop is there in his SWAT gear. Okay. The black cop pulls up his lid so that the kid, because he's like, he tells the kid, listen, hey, go home. You know, you got to clear this area. You got to go home. You got to go home. The kid is still yelling, nah, come at me. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So the cop pulls up his lid, uh, his face mask, like to make eye contact. And also I'm a black person. He's like, hey, man, I don't want to arrest you. Just go home. You know, you don't, you don't need to go to jail over this. Just, just go home. Kid is like, nah, I'm ready. He's like, hey, just go home. And there's a moment where you think he might just go home. This is clearly a nice cop. A nice guy and a black man. So there's this moment where you think the kid might go home and then he pulls out a gun. So he pulls out a gun and he's pointing it at the cop and like, you don't know how this is going to go. This sounds so corny. He points it at the cop. I don't remember if there was dialogue or if the cop said anything or whatever, but there there had been enough dialogue to establish that this is a nice guy. This is a nice black man who happens to be a cop who was there in his SWAT gear and who's taking the time to lift up his his headgear and make eye contact yeah. with this kid. And the kid pulls out the gun. There's a moment, again another moment, and then he shoots him in the head. Yes. So he shoots the cop in the head. In the original take, from word of mouth from what I've heard, in the original take of this film, like in some of the screeners, they show the kid being gunned down by police after shooting this cop. Mm-hmm. Um, in the film that I saw, it you you know that he's killed, but you don't see him, you don't see his actual, his actual body get bloodied and you don't see him get shot or anything like that. <sighs> okay. So this... This is not smart. This is the height of what bothered me mm-hmm. in, in this film. So many, first of all, so many people have died at the hands of police brutality before protests, right? Yeah. Or in between protests or whatever. Not even, we don't need, we don't need a reason to be murdered by, right. we don't need a reason. Right. We right. don't So, need so a many of us have been murdered by police at the hands of police and those murders have encouraged protest, right? Mm-hmm. Which are physically, when it comes to like, like mobs aren't beating up on police no, at these protests. No. You know what I'm saying? People aren't going out there and killing cops at these protests. No. There's a reason why peaceful protest is a theme and how people protest and especially black folks in the USA. Right, right. There's and, a and reason because it does, you don't need a reason to murder yeah, us. And damaging, like damaging property and shit like that is not the same as like going out there and killing cops yes. or jumping cops or whatever. And that is not something that generally happens at protests. There was an incident in 2016 where a guy who I think we can say he was disturbed and not mm-hmm. not somebody who um, had a long history of like being out there in the streets and protesting and shit like that, but mm-hmm. a disturbed person um, shot a few cops after somebody disturbed in Dallas shot police. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this was I think at the height of some protests during um, whichever time someone was killed. Yeah, that that. Is an isolated incident by someone, not a common occurrence, Mm -hmm. by somebody who was clearly disturbed. Yeah. Not an impressionable kid. Kid. And the other piece of this that's like, 
So you have this thing that's like inserted in this film as like one of the things to me when I listen to cops of all colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is a cop for those a retired police officer for those who don't know. And other black cops who I happen to know. One of the things that I hear them talking about and white people talking about is this fucking violent uprising that black people, people never engage have, in. We, yeah. It never happens. We never we're never inspired by some shit to be violent Mm -hmm. in protest to go to a protest and be violent and murder a cop for no reason or even when i beat up somebody for no reason or whatever when we've gone to protest we go we're still we're afraid we're not like the times that we have gone to protest we're like going for the thing and we haven't gone in mind but at the same time it's like some shit something could happen to us so there's things that we do where we like write numbers on our arms and tell people where we are and blah 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 blah, because you might not come home yeah right that is the way in which people are walking to these protests Mm -hmm. they're not coming fucking like ready Mm -hmm. to get bucked yeah so it's a few other things that disturb me about this so this kid was a seemingly level-headed kid mm-hmm. who was on this like martyrdom type shit or thing, whatever, right? Yeah. But everything else about him that was that was offered to us in the story was that he's a young impressionable kid who had this idea on martyrdom, right? To me, that concept of him being so impressionable that this could that it got here was uh like fantasy mm-hmm. like a, a a stretch mm-hmm. um and one that i feel like for movements and diamond talked about this on marsha's plate for so many of our movements as black folks were led by very young people yeah very young people yes. like in the streets organizing using their voice like yeah it be the kids Mm -hmm. it be them doing it so to me it just felt really it felt really insulting that a kid like him like somebody who would be like yeah we're going to a rally did it like he like someone who's tapped into those things that a kid like him would make it like this is the moment where i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot this black cop in the face yeah and this is the hill i'm gonna die on like do you think it's disturbing that the cop is black like do you like well lena said that she knew from the beginning that she was going to make that cop black so that was like a really intentional thing and it that that did disturb me mm-hmm. very much so because to me it was intentional yeah because a, a part of the other piece, well it was she said so yeah she was she said so <laughs> but I, I felt the vibe i caught the vibes from yeah. the beginning i got it but the other piece of this that's disturbing to me is that i feel like this movie leaned heavily into the bad apples model yeah which i think it's cool if you are just a regular joe schmo and you just think that you know the, the police force, they're good guys and bad guys, and you just have a few bad apples spoiling the bunch, and, and you don't understand that it's actually a system that is problematic, that it's actually a system that says that these people are criminal. This is what a criminal looks like, and this is what a bad person looks like, and that this is what a civilian looks like. Yeah. And civilians are white. And civilians are, um, yeah, civilians are white people, and everyone else everyone else is, is a, a problem perp. and a danger and a perp it's a perp right white people are white presenting people are civilians everyone else, else is a perp a perp a problem a danger black people most especially their, black people most word. dangerous perp. right they yeah 
And so I feel like somebody who's always talking about black people, being for the people, making statements, um, all black everything. I just feel like somebody who uses so much of the language that Lena uses in her press tours and in different interviews that yeah. she does. And yeah, somebody who does all of that, they're still on this bad apple shit. Because uh, what you're saying to me just proves to me that, and it's okay for people to be at, to be at, I guess, different different phases of whatever mm-hmm. their connection is to black liberation. But that all of that stuff sounds so basic. Like, mm-hmm. all of that, it doesn't even sound written well. Like, she said it sounds interview. so fucking basic and simple and, like, easy. Like, there's no... If, if we're saying that we want these black stories to, like, kind of, like, be a little more in depth Mm -hmm. show us not as a monolith like all of these all of this language that we use when we talk about black storytelling and to do something as basic and simple as that that's what that i hear when you tell me that that sounds like a very like oh are we gonna do it like not even like it sounds like that and then in an interview this is a quote she says what if tamir rice had a real gun oh no i'm leaving and looked at and looked at that cop and said fuck you i'm heading out i'm heading out yeah she said that she shit. Said, she said that shit, and I'm like, yo, That's... not not the same, not the same. T- Tamir Rice was minding his business. He was minding his business, playing alone with a toy in the park, and was shot. Me. Was making it worse. Was shot that, on sight. Was making me worse is that she keeps talking. Like She's she... invoking right. That's the other thing. You're invoking this language while doing harm to these spaces, while doing harm to the shit that you that you're trying to like bring a light to he didn't he didn't have a gun what do you mean what if he had a gun that's some white he had no no intent somebody who is not that's some white people shit well what if what if like Mm -hmm. what the fuck and Mm -hmm. this is the blackest the black of the black black, like right so irresponsible as fuck to me it was very irresponsible it to me it was this is this is like a white person's fantasy this is a a cop fantasy of how they see protests and how they can see what could happen if we react to situations in anger and then you you could inspire an impressionable black kid to go and kill a cop. Meanwhile, it's white kids going around this country shooting up schools, shooting up classrooms. Like, yeah. And, and we decide in this film to take a protester, to take a young person, to take an impressionable black mind and make him this feared thing that could go out and kill a cop, cop. at a protest. That to me was wild, irresponsible, and something that doesn't happen. So the other piece of this That's is so at the end of this movie, Queen and Slim die, right? So mm-hmm. Queen and Slim are killed because I feel like this thing that black people do is like we're not allowed to have fantasy, so we have to make it realistic. Or if we are allowed to have fantasy, is weird, stupid ones that still appease whiteness, right? What if, what if he, what if Tamar, like, why would this that to me, even? This to this movie was like a white fantasy of what happens when. Uh, when black people don't do the right thing, quote unquote, whatever yeah. the right thing is, right? Mm-hmm. So now this kid who had nothing to do with them, you know, and what happened with them, now this kid has now killed the cop and now gets himself killed. Whose fault is that? So I have to know. Did they get the car? Oh, they had had they had the car already. They had okay. already left. And, oh, oh, and then that happened? Right, and I'm sure you heard this. So like in between this protest scene and where he kills the cop, they're having they're sex. They're having sex. Yeah, so that's that was also a very weird choice. I don't choice. understand this. So it's like scenes cut <laughs> I know, I get that. I'm, I'm describing I get that. to the listener, yeah. But like, why was that? 
I don't understand. Because art. Because art. Um, so I didn't like the way that they depict black youth, right? Because mm-hmm. that kid is a rep. I know he's just one kid, but that kid is a representation of black youth. I didn't like that they're leaning on this bad apples thing. So you have that black cop who was actually taking a moment and making eye contact with this mm-hmm. kid and doing all the things that you would assume a good cop or a black cop would do. There's a, another black cop later on in the film who... Um, Why would you have a sex scene with a murder scene? I'm sorry. I don't I'm know. just like... Because art. But there's another um, scene where they get caught by a black cop. He mm-hmm. see, And he, let, he lets them go or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. And, and that's not to say that those moments with these black cops would not have happened in real life, right? But I also want to say, I mean, aside from that murder, but I also like, but I'm talking about like black cops being nice guys or whatever, or or cop cops, white cops being nice guys. I'm not saying that those things, those moments, those good kind moments don't exist and wouldn't happen. But what I'm saying is the narrative that they push forward is that not all cops are bad when the system is bad and black cops have killed black people. Black cops have engaged in police brutality. Yes. They are just often held accountable for it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like it it never matters. People who are tapped in and know it it almost never matters to us if the cop is white, if the cop is black or whatever because the concept, the idea when you are an officer, the idea is that white people are civilians and everybody else is a purpose, particularly black folks. Just in New York City, we literally uh police officer um said that like you know how we were talking about past episodes mm-hmm. that they're as far as the mta police and how they're targeting fair evasion yeah. like heavily a black officer said that we were told to let white and asian people pass if they mm-hmm. have to train we are we are to target black and latinx people right like period right. so like even if you're a black person if you want to keep your job mm-hmm. if you want to whatever as an officer you still have to appease these white supremacist fucking mm-hmm. systems. So, right. like, for me personally, I don't believe in any good cops because you still have to, even if you don't, you're not murdering people, you're not hourly doing things. Mm-hmm. There are times where you're going to, ha- you're gonna have to mm-hmm. fucking appease the system because you're at work. I, I'm at work, and it's some, you know, you right. do things that you don't want to do sometimes. Right. And if that is something that is detrimental to the life of, and I'm not saying life in the terms of like murdering someone, mm-hmm. but if it's detrimental to the life and well-being of black folks, yeah. there's no way you can be a good cop. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I thought that that was just kind of enhancing white folks' idea and imagination of the angry black folks. Per- yeah, that's angry, what like. just angry, hopped up on angry juice. You know, anything could happen. <laughs> and if we don't keep this shit in check, then yeah, anything man. could happen. So that in, the inserting of that fantasy really bothered me, especially when at the end of the movie, Queen and Slim don't get away. So I'm not allowed any, any. positive fantasy. Yeah. Nothing. I'm, I'm offered nothing. You, you can give me this gruesome fantasy, this gruesome white fear fantasy of this kid being hopped up on anger juice and killing a cop. Mm-hmm. But I don't get to see Queen and Slim run off to Cuba. Yeah. They have to be killed. Here's another thing that she said. Okay. I in don't it, know if I could do this. In an interview, I apologize. Oh, um, stop in talking. an interview. Lena, stop talking. Lena Waithe says. It's not funny, okay? <clears throat> Lena Waithe says that she couldn't let them live at the end out of respect for the mothers uh, whose children were murdered by police. 
She said it's an artist's duty to reflect the times. How is it the times? We've never had someone, we never had black folks murder a police officer Mm -hmm. and go on the run. Mm -hmm. When has that happened? What reflection of time? Mm -hmm. When? Well, there was that Dallas guy. He was on the run? I think he did. No, no, not for six days. No. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. What like and that's not what is what is she mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with these black mothers whose whose children were murdered for existing? Nothing. What does that have to do with that? Nothing. These people in the eyes of the law committed a crime. Mm-hmm. So that's why they were on the run. Mm-hmm. How does this relate? It doesn't. How does this is no correlation? This is what I'm saying. What I the feel fuck? like I feel like I Yo, feel all like all mothers should jump her because that was stupid. I feel like I don't. I don't know if the chicken or the egg came first. That was foolish. I don't know if she wrote it and then decided that that was why they had to die, mm-hmm. or if she really believed this from the beginning, or if these are just good talking points that sound good when you're talking to other black people about this movie. I, it's, you know how you be somewhere. We've we've had this experience. You know, some people who to everything a black person says, they'd be like, mm. "Oh my god, I, mm. I despise that." <laughs> be like they didn't say mm. anything. Mm. Because you're just happy to hear somebody say the word "black" out loud. <laughs> like, yo, you said "black" to me. I'm black too. We both talk about being black together. Oh my god, mm. that's deep. Mm. That's right, brother. Yo, that's how it felt. Like it felt like she was saying she's invoking like these mothers. Like that's just supposed to absolve the fact that like this whole film was about trauma. It's not a love story. Also, they don't fall in love. I didn't even well, you know, I haven't seen it. Right. I didn't see the trailer as a love. I just they don't fall in love. What are you talking about? They don't. It's been that's the other thing. It's been called a love story. They don't fall in love. These are two people who not only do they experience the trauma that we see, but Queen also talks about a lot of the trauma that she has experienced in her life. Mm -hmm. They bond over the trauma. They bond over being on the run. They bond over the trauma that they've experienced. There's no like. It's not like so. They spend six days on the run. It's not like they're spending six days and they get to know things about each other that make them fall in love, right? Everything is trauma. Everything is we're on the run. We're both scared. This might be the last six days of our life. We want to live it to our fullest extent or whatever while we're here. There's that feeling of trauma. There's also I've learned that you've experienced these particular traumas and I want to heal your wounds because I care about you because we are forced to be together for these six days days until we die. So I um I would not call that love. If I spend I wouldn't call that love at all. But if, the, uh, yeah, uh. if I spend three days with somebody, I'll find a way to like you. Like it's not that was if not. Spend, and if I spend three days when I I think I'm gonna fucking die, yeah. and you're like my companion in mm-hmm. that thing, but that's not fucking love. That's tragedy. Yeah. So I I don't believe that that was actually even like a love. Story. It would have that been nice. That sounds like a circumstantial story. That's what it was. It would have been. It would have been nice to see them fall in love in six days. It would have been nice to either see them fall in love or to have a hell of a six days. Like, oh wow, all this shit happened. Like, I've seen movies that are supposed to be like Bonnie and Clyde, and like all this wild shit happens. It's exciting. It's a fucking roller coaster. But this, you can't to me, do that because this was you not have that. to have all the other trauma stuff happening right, around it. Right. There's no. Right. How do you? Do yeah. That. How do those things exist in yeah. the same place so, in the same movie? Good things about the movie. Okay. They are beautiful black people. Mm-hmm. It is shot really well. Um 
their skin looks beautiful and and rod mentioned this on his podcast but we've talked about this before they're not greased up you know how they yeah, you know, always grease up dark skin people. Right. They're not greased up. They're just well lit. Let's make the light glisten. Right. Because we have to show them that we were kings and queens. That- <laughs> <laughs> they're well lit. It's beautiful. Bokeem Woodmine is fucking amazing. At there's at the funeral scene, he like shows up in this amazing, like black, like the blackest fur coat I've ever seen. He's aging very well. It is fabulous. I will have a night with him. It is fabulous at the end uh, i was like you know what maybe it wasn't so bad because i got to see bokeem in that yeah, fur I'll throw it back on bokeem yeah yeah i'll partake yeah, right. i'll partake in that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like and then we would smoke after looks like he has a nice choke okay we gotta move on <laughs> we're, falling, we're falling too deep into our trauma fantasies <laughs> anyway um yeah so it was beautiful there are moments of the film that I enjoy, but to me it doesn't outweigh the harm. And to the the overall harm of this is that every movie about black people, we gotta teach a lesson. Yeah. Has to be a lesson. Yeah. That's the thing is that not only do I feel like you don't trust the youth and you think a, this young kid is gonna be so yes. impressionable, but I don't think you you trust black audiences yeah. enough to not teach us a fucking lesson. So I wanna add to that. So I wanna get back to when I was like people and like when they talk about blackness in that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm thinking you're just reacting to white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Also like, think about how we do this show. We know exactly who we're talking to. And if other people are watching, great. Mm-hmm. They were, this sounds like it was not just written for black folks. No. Other people were going to be yes. there. So let's do things for these other people yes. who are going to be there so they could get into yes. the story and enjoy it. You're not centering even the black viewer of this movie. Yes. What the fuck? Like, that's not how you, to me, that's not how you center blackness. I was very confused. Because we know they're going to be in the audience. So that's, you know, like, I was very that's what confused. it sounds like to me. I was very confused. And I don't like that. So I asked. And stop calling shit black that does that. Yeah. I asked um, a few people who were saying that they liked the movie. Okay, why do you like it? Mm-hmm. Right? So there was conversation about the relationship that builds between the two characters and how they change over their trip. Okay. All right. That's cool. It wasn't love. But that's a thing. Um, and then the they talked about how the film shows them uniting through trauma, which is something we already know that we do. And how we as black people are constantly in fear for our lives. And so I asked them. They like that? Uh how the story how the film showed that oh, right and so i yeah. asked them was that something that you needed to see yeah, that's what i'm like that's something like- that's like did you need that and and they it was like this, so the other piece of this is i feel like we're so used to seeing we like we know that in film black people have to be taught a lesson we're so used to that like mm-hmm. oh no we have to be taught, taught a lesson like these people can't go on a spree and Rod, I keep referencing him because he did a review of the film on a few podcasts yeah. that I listened to. And he was saying a movie that he would have liked to watch, Rod from The Black Guy Who Tips, a movie that he would have liked to watch is they kill this cop in self-defense because they have to. Later yeah. on, they, later on, there's a cop who um, helps them get gas and then like they like put him in the trunk and abandon him, kind mm-hmm. of, but they don't kill him. Um, 
in Rod's version, they kill that cop and they go on like this spree where they're like uh, either killing cops or, you know, just doing different shit. And they have this moral dilemma of, okay, when we first did this, it was an accident, but now we've gone too far. And then maybe they come back around and people are celebrating them or whatever, like that kind like us. And they do wild fun shit in the six days. You know what I prefer? That, like, they didn't have to murder anybody. They go on this date, and something makes them have to stay together for these six days. So, I don't know. It doesn't even have to be a murder. That would be fun, Like, too. it could have just been, like, a fucking... I get what they were doing with that. Mm-hmm. But we could have, like, watched a couple on the journey without trauma, without right. murder. Right. Just, like, on some fucking, like, now we're stuck to together. Mm-hmm. Stuck. Like, I don't know. They went to a rental car place. This is the last car. I don't know fucking know. Right, and now you're in right, this car and now you're taking right. this road trip and all this shit is Well, the director talked about them. The director talked about them. I would that movie. Same. The director talked about them uniting um, through like black trauma and shit like that. So they were very aware that they were leveraging trauma in this film. And I just don't know at the end of it, like, what, it, what was it for? I love that, like, I mentioned this before I saw the movie. I love that, like, you rarely see two dark-skinned people in a love story right. or in a romantic way on screen. And I still haven't seen them yeah, in a love story. But but they were romantic. It was romantic. They did loving things for each other. They had the sex. Um, so it was beautiful to see those two people on screen. And I would like to see those two people on screen again. But I really did feel like this movie was insulting to black folks and like our intelligence, like, oh, we have to teach a lesson. We can't we can't do Bonnie and Clyde. We can't like, you know, maybe not see them die or like like, maybe they get in the plane to go to Cuba and it gets shot down or some shit like that. We can't see them like touch getting away because the reality is that niggas die. We know that. Do you know that? Even Jada Pickin got away at the end of Set It All. She did get away. Somebody Somebody got away. We got to see somebody fucking go away, go Mm -hmm. to Mexico, have the the bag of money Mm -hmm. and like possibly start over. Yeah. The mm-hmm. fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we talked about trauma porn um, two episodes ago. I will, I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, this is trauma porn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's solidified. Yeah. I I didn't, like, need this. I would have even, let's say all the bad things happened. Like, it would have been dope to see them have an amazing wild six days like that that's that not, sounds more fun to me that wasn't that wasn't like it. like that movie natural born killers i didn't see that movie but what i did this is an old movie uh-huh. that i saw later on in life but um there's this movie called wisdom it's a terrible title but it's this movie called wisdom with emilio estevez and demi moore and he can't get a job because he um it's like a felon yeah, or some shit. It's formerly incarcerated or some shit like that, right? So he can't get a job. So him and his girlfriend go on this spree where they're robbing banks. And it's a fun... Yeah, like like it was on some Bonnie and Clyde shit mm-hmm. and they're robbing banks and they're they're helping like farmers or some shit. So like people start rooting for them and things like that. So anyway, I think this would have been okay if it was actually like a Bonnie and Clyde movie. Like that would have been... That might have been fun. No. We but, have to victimize and traumatize. Yeah. Black people for the sake of white people being entertained. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. I, I really, um, I was really disappointed. 
And in addition to those who like put their bodies on the line in protest, yes. um, mm-hmm. there are people who have actually people have actually died. died. Like protesters have actually died and like been killed. Like especially of ones re- of recent. Of now, recent. We're not talking about yes. throughout the history. Of, yes, like, no recent. recent. Like people from famous images that we've seen from Ferguson have been killed, killed. found. Dead, found dead found, shot in cars yes. burned down cars like this is a mm-hmm. reoccurrence thing for the people who protested in ferguson mm-hmm. lots of those people yep. are dead right now mm-hmm. and you're doing your what if tamir rice had a gun oh they have to die people, at the end what people are literally dying for this shit what literally have what died why why what do you and you need to say shit like that or fucking what? say shit like I couldn't. I didn't want to disrespect the the mothers and let them live. This is not even the same shit. Why are you involving them in this? They minding their business. This is weird. This is keep weird. Your, keep their names out. Your and mind. honestly, I don't know. I just feel like did one of them say to you, "Well, my my son died, so everybody's got to die." It was I, that's just weird. It. That's not that. That's weird. That's, we know that people die. It would have been nice to. Can I go to a movie and maybe see somebody live? What did I get out of this? I don't know. A so, a headache. People asking you weird stuff in your Instagram DMs? Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. Um, Good camera angles, since everyone says the cinematography was nice. It was cute. So, that's it. Was I? Did I make it? Was I clear on what I thought was harmful? And I didn't even see the movie, and I'm just feeling, like, uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, like... What the fuck? And I have listened to a few podcasts talk about it. So some of this stuff I kind of knew, but like, right. so some of the some of what I said um, that Lena said was from the interview that the Reed posted in their podcast feed. Mm-hmm. Um, they did an interview with her at CultureCon, so I would suggest that if you want to hear her say some of those quotes. That you listen to that, just so that you don't have to take my word for what was said. Um, so I'll, I'll be late for that. <laughs> I'll put the link to that in the show notes. And maybe a few links to some of the other articles that I've read about this. Um, Give us us free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was rough. I, I think Ooh, that... Yeah. Yeah, if you want to see it, if you want to still support, um, this is somebody's black art. If you want to still support that, support it. I, I will say in the moment, because I knew from some people that it, w- it was um, going to be potentially traumatizing, yeah. I didn't feel as traumatized because I went in went there in expecting in, uh, trauma. Yeah. But after I watched, I was there with my partner and I looked at him and I was like, yo, how did you watch this twice? <laughs> Like, what are you doing he here? He did that for you. He, he did. did. I you. asked him. He was like, no, I didn't want you to go by yourself. He did that for you. And I wanted us to be able to talk about it, like, together. Like, I knew you would call me, but I wanted to, like, be with you and, like, yeah. talk about it with you. I was like, oh, man, I love you. But <laughs> you didn't have to, like, you have to do this, man. Because, yeah. And y'all were, like, sober? Y'all didn't, like, drink or, like, smoke? I was so sober. I was so sober. I don't know if it would have been better or worse if I was inebriated, I might have actually got up and started yelling at the white people in front of me. If you were high? Either one. Uh-huh. Either one. When I'm high, I want to, and I'm like, nah, this feels... If I was, see, if I was drunk, I might have actually got up and started yelling. <laughs> if I was high, I might have been sitting there going, wow. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs>
Because <laughs> that's how I felt. Looking like that gif on the wire. Like, that's how I felt. And I, or, I knew it was going to be ridiculous shit, but I had somehow avoided, I avoided hearing about like what actually goes down. I was like, wow. Yeah, I listened to a few podcasts. Wow. Just like, wow. And I just, you know, haven't, you know, I haven't watched it, so I'm not like, wow. Screaming at the top of my lungs because yes. I don't have the place for yes. that. I just haven't watched yes. it, but. Yes. And I was sitting there after I had listened to Marsha's Plate podcast. Um, I'll put the link to their the, review yeah, they in the show notes as well. The review. But they were talking about um, being there when India Moore's character it comes came on, on screen. And someone is being transphobic. Yeah, and people in the audience talking about, "Oh, that's a, that's a man." And like, no, they are presenting as a trans woman. That's you know whatever. They're, they're just presenting as a woman. Like I don't, according to Marsha's play. Yes, they were just right. True, true, true. But but um, just, Diamond said no. That's a trans woman. But I know that India um, uses it's non-binary. Yeah, right. Oh, so yes. that's why I was trying mm-hmm. to be respectful of that. But so when when they came on screen i was waiting for it i was like all oh, right he was ready all right it's like am i gonna have to am i gonna uh, am i settle up on your left right but <laughs> thankfully nobody said nothing because i was like i really i don't want to who the fuck wrote that i don't want to <laughs> shut it off <laughs> Woo. So I think we did a show. Yeah, we did a motherfucking show. Be sure, wherever you are listening to this podcast, be sure to subscribe. If you have feelings that you want to um, process about this film. Um, um, it's Jay. I want to hear it. <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with this. I don't think you should be visited either. Yeah. It's okay to be done with it. I was it. trying to be in communion with other people who are suffering the trauma of having seen it. So you want to bond through trauma again? Let's not. Let's not how about let's not do this. No. You know, but mm-hmm. you know what you could do? This is this is what I would like. If you want to um if you want to tweet me in solidarity of the suffering that we've endured, <laughs> you can like tweet me a candy emoji. <laughs> you know, I'll get it. We'll all get it. And then you can move on. And we can move on, yo. Mm-hmm. We can move on. So, um, anyway, yes. Sorry, I fell into the trauma hole. Where Be sure to follow us. Wherever you listen to this podcast, be sure to follow, subscribe, like, whatever. Rate us. Tell other people about it. We really appreciate all of that good shit. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We're on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We're on Facebook and Tumblr at T with Queen and J. And you can send us your T-mail at tweetwithqueenandj at gmail.com. And as always, you can visit our website. Tweetwithqueenandj.com. That's right. Hashtags that are inspiring us. As always, hashtag TeaWithQJ. Black Lives Matter. Stop killing trans women. Stop making a mockery of protests and Black Lives Matter shit. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Like, did you have a protest consultant? Do like, exist? You can hire us. You can hire somebody who's been in the streets. Hire us. Yeah. Okay, talk about us right now. <laughs> oh, well, us too, but like, <laughs> like there's a way. There's that, like career organizers. Well, there's that, but also there are the fucking like at least weapons. popular organizers who you could tap. And, and by popular, I mean, even if they're not like, um, by popular, I mean not necessarily Twitter popular people or like there are people who we know within the organizing space yeah. who have been places and done things. And by places and things, I mean in the streets and like protesting and organizing and shit like that, who you can consult and give your money to. Like it's a good way to support motherfuckers. If you're creating a story if about protests, about 
Yes. The reasons why black yes. folks are protesting. Yes. Yes. The fuck? Get a few people to consult on, like, like your shit. Like, I would love to know if they tapped anybody to... You know they didn't. I just... They didn't tap anybody. I just find it so hard to I don't believe. even think they asked... Talk to other black people outside of the bubble. You know how I know they didn't? You're right. First, I was trying to give benefit of the doubt. But you know how I know they didn't? Is because this, because of this, this tour, this media tour, I know that it would have been mentioned that they consulted people about protests. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If that had happened, just because of the language that's being used in this tour. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, so you're right. But anyway, consult, consult the streets, yo. Talk to people. Back to hashtags. Why I stay. Mm -hmm. Disability too white. We said that. Stop Mm -hmm. killing trans people. You're okay, sis. Maybe he doesn't hit you. That's right. And a whole uprising. Bag ladies. Unpack BG. Queer walk. Queer walk pod. A little juju pod. Yes. Marsha's plate. Yes. Badge esteem. Miss Vixen. Carefully black girl. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia. Tea with Queen and Jay, we turn up responsibly. Ow. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman.